This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Well, we got a new series starting this month, and um, it's, um, it's an identity series, and uh, really, who you are in Christ. And, uh, you know, uh, I, I think that, I don't know if you just... Read, watch the news and just read all this stuff. I think, I think there's an identity crisis in a lot of people's lives, especially people that don't know God. Amen. And, uh, you know, I, as a kid, you know, I tried to identify, you know, with, you know, brand name clothing. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You, 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 you buy that brand name clothing. So if you're wearing that brand, you're a somebody, right? And uh, but you're a somebody without that brand on you. Amen. And I'm going to say this, that God has created you to be a somebody in his kingdom. And so um, if you have your Bibles, open your Bibles to Genesis 1, verse 27. So I'm going to talk to you today about about your identity in Christ and um, who you are in Christ, not who you are in the crisis of life. Because a lot of times um, in in our makeup, we, we focus on our issues and our problems and um, you know, the things that we're not good at. But God doesn't want you focusing on that. God wants you focusing on the good things that he has downloaded into your spirit. Are you hearing me today? So, so a lot of times we have a tendency. How many people have a tendency to focus on the negative things about yourself instead of the positive things? Sometimes, you know, we look in the mirror and not everything is put together just right. Or we wish, you know, there, there's a couple of things that you'd like to change. Amen. And um, but you know what? In Christ, you are perfect. And I'm going to explain that as we go go on. But, you know, I, even, you know, the secularists and and the, 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 the Darwin theory people, you know, they and, you know, the evolution theory people, they they want to tell you that you came from an animal or that you were that your great, 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 great grandfather was a monkey. Well, maybe yours was, but mine wasn't. (laughs) In other words, you know, you didn't come from a monkey. Amen. And you just didn't evolved from nothing. Glory to God. And God is the master designer. And you know what? He created you as a masterpiece. You are a masterpiece. It doesn't matter how you look. Glory to God. I'm telling you, in Christ, you look good. Outside of Christ... You may not look too good, but in Christ, you look great. Amen. So so today I'm I'm talking to you about your identity. And it's funny, you know, we have these phones, you know, I have a iPhone and and um, I can put my thumbprint on there and and it will unlock my iPhone. Anybody have any that this then now they have facial recognition on the phones. Now, I don't have the the 10 yet, but anybody have a facial recognition phone? In here? Nobody. How many people have flip phones in here? Do you have a phone? Okay. But, uh, amen. But, uh, but uh, it, it's your identity. And we got to get so rooted and grounded in our, our identity in Christ that when things that sometimes we may do things that may, you know, that the enemy will want us to focus on things that may be not righteous. And the enemy wants us to focus on those things and make us think that we're not who God says that we are. And so let's look at Genesis 1.27. It says here, so God created man in his own image. 
In the image of God, he created him male and female. He created them. So uh, here's a revelation. You guys already know you are made in the image of God. And uh, that's awesome. We're, we're, not, we're not made in the image of angels. Angels are great and mighty. But you are made in the image of God. Say that. I am made in the image of God. Amen. Let's look at Psalms 8, 4, and 6. So you're not made in an image of a monkey. You're made in the image of God. And I'm going to say this to you today, that you are created in the, in the highest order of God's creation. Can I say that again? You are created in the highest order of God's creation. And in Psalms 8, 4, and 6 says this way, what is mere mortals, this is New Living Translation, I don't know if they'd be able to get the New Living Translation up. But what are mere mortals that you should think about them? Human beings that you should care for them. Yet you made them only a little lower. And some translations would say angels. But that word really is Elohim. And Elohim means God. So really God made us a little lower than himself. Ooh, man, it's quiet in this church today. And uh, made us low lower than God and and he crowned us with glory and honor. And and he gave us charge over everything. You gave them charge over everything he made, putting all things under their authority. So so, so in other words, we, you know, the, the psalmist is writing this inspired by God. And he's looking at the, you know, the, the, the. Stars. He's looking at the great creation, the galaxy and all that. And then he's comparing man to that, to the galaxy and the stars. And he said, what is man? But man is God's most prized possession. God loves you so much. He loves you. And, 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 and everything, I believe everything was created. This earth was created for us. You believe that today? And so, so God created us. And I love this, that he crowned you with glory and honor. So I'm going to say this to you today. You are crowned, but you may say, man, I, I don't feel like I'm crowned. You, you don't go with your feelings. You go with what the word of God. You are crowned with glory and honor. So you, today I, I, want you, I want to focus you on who you are in Christ. And you're not just a body. And you're not just a mind. You are a spirit that lives in a body and you have a soul, which is your mind, will and emotions. Amen. And so you are actually spirit beings that live in a body. Amen. And so let's look at this. Genesis 2, 7. And and the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living being. So, so I want I want to you know reveal this to you today. You may not be aware of this. Some of you are new in the faith, and some of you are aware of this. That we are made in the image of God, and we are a uh, a three part being, if I may. We have a spirit. We live in a body, and we possess a soul and an intellect. Amen. And so let's back that up with Hebrews four twelve. And I'm going to say this today. Some of us are body ruled. What do I mean by that? We allow our bodies to control and dictate how we think and how we act. Amen. We're body ruled. And, you know, if our body hurts, then we're in a bad mood. 
Can you say glory to God even if your body hurts? Can you worship the, the living God even though maybe you got a pay cut? Can you still, are you going to allow the things on these, on the outside to control how you act and how you respond? No, no, no. We walk by faith and not by sight. And so we don't want to be body ruled and we don't want to be ruled by our intellect. Amen. We want to be ruled by our spirit. Amen. And, and our, and, and God lives in us. You know, God lives in you. Amen. He's not just a spiritual hitchhiker. Glory to God. He he lives in each one of us. Why? To help us overcome every weakness that may come down the pike in our lives. Amen. And so in Hebrews 412, I love this. It says for the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit. Joint and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. So we see here that the word of God is powerful and it's able to divide soul and spirit. So 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 you're not just a soul and a body. You're not a two part being. You're a three part being. You're a spirit. You live in a body and you possess a soul a mind and will and emotions. Amen. And so this tells you that uh, I like what it says in First Thessalonians five twenty three. This is the Apostle Paul. And this is, he's he's writing this and he says this. Now, may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your whole spirit, soul and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so sometimes you hear when uh, maybe an evangelist, you hear some evangelists speak and they say, we won souls into the kingdom of God. And, and that's partially true. But really, really, you, 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 you won people into the kingdom of God and their spirits became brand new. Amen. So, so really, your soul is your mind, your will and your emotions. And, and we're, we're going to have to do something with our mind and we're going to have to do something with our bodies. Amen. And it says here uh, 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 that your spirit, must, let me just say this, your spirit must be born again uh, to, to have a relationship with God. Now, there's a lot of people think they can just have a relationship with God just by obeying rules or just going to church or joining a church. But the only way you're going to have a relationship with God is that you have to be born again. I know this is elementary to some of us, but but you must be born again. I was witnessing the other day and uh, I'm constantly witnessing. And um, and and there was this older gentleman that was at Taco Bell. Some call it Taco Hell. No, I won't go there. But um, Taco Bell. And uh, and uh, and I was talking to him uh, about about, you know, Jesus. And and he said he was a, a Methodist. And uh, and then I started and I said, hey, listen, um, do you follow Jesus? And I started talking to him about Jesus. I said, Jesus said, you know, you got to be born again to enter the kingdom of God. And I, I was trying to explain to him. It's he said, I'm going to be a Methodist till I die. I was trying to explain to him that he has to be born again. And I, and I said, and I asked him, I said, um, what do you think it's going to take for you to make it to heaven? And he said, well, he, he was an older gentleman. He probably was in his 70s. And he said, the golden rule. <laughs> The golden rule. 
And, uh, you know, I, I believe as I tre- if I treat people right, you know, and I do right for, with people, that I'll make it into the kingdom of God. And I try to explain to them that, that it's impossible for you, for you to make it, to have a relationship with God apart from being born again. Amen. You've got to be born again. And, and, and he just, and I kept talking to him, he just walked away from me. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he just walked. I said, "Sir, <laughs> but it was, I was I was trying to get some truth to him, but but he, he he his truth his truth is just obey the 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 golden rule. But 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 really, the golden rule of God is John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have what everlasting life." And see, there's going to be a lot of people, it's going to be sad, but there will be a lot of people that go to church, and there are a lot of people that go to church, but they, they're just trying to follow rules and regulations, and they may have got accepted in the church, and they got, may have got water baptized as a baby in the Catholic church, and they may have been confirmed, and they think that's enough to get them into heaven. That's not enough. Amen. Amen. And so you've got to get a revelation that, that you've got to get born again. Amen. Uh, I like what it says in John 3, 5 and 5 through 7. And Jesus is is talking to this man called Nicodemus. And he was a a Jew, a a religious Jew. And he did everything right, you know, as far as walking with God, paying his tithes and doing all that. And Jesus answered in John 3, he said, Must surely I say to you, unless one is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said that. You must be born again. So we got we to we gotta get a revelation of this, is that when you get born again, you know, that, that things change. Your want to should change. Your desire for worldly things should change. Amen. And, uh, but like this one lady said, you know, I, I, I like to get saved, but I like to go out dancing. And the, the preacher said, just get saved and God will work on the dancing part of it. She got saved. She said, you know what? I really don't feel like going out dancing anymore. Why? Because, because when you receive Christ, your nature changes. You have a desire to know God. You have a desire. That's why you're in here this morning, because you have a desire to walk with God. You want, no, you want to know more about God. You, you have a hunger and a desire for more of God. Amen. I like this in, in uh, Romans 10, 9 and 10. This is the way we enter into the kingdom. It says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has been ra- uh, believe in your heart, God has raised him from the dead. You will be saved for with the heart one believes unto righteousness and with the confession uh, is made unto salvation. So we see here, this is a key right here. When you really confess the lordship of Jesus from your heart, that's when you get saved. And, you, and your heart has to be connected in with your confession. And so some people may confess something, but if their heart's not connected, they could, they could confess Jesus Lord. But if their heart's not connected to that, then that doesn't mean they're saved. 
Oh, you hear what I'm saying? Just to get somebody to say that after you, if they just say it, just, just mimic that after you without really truly their heart being connected in that, doesn't mean they got salvation. I remember when I was a, in the Methodist church and I was a teenager and uh, uh, we had some kind of uh, a guest minister came in. He was talking about salvation and then he was trying to get us boys to... to, to um, to confess Jesus Lord. And I did it in front of other people, but I didn't mean it in my heart. <laughs> and it didn't change me any. And, you know, I, I walked away from, from that, you know, and I still was partying. <laughs> I was still doing all the things that I wanted to do. And I just did it to look good. So we don't serve God to look good. We serve God because God is living on the inside of us. It's not a show. Our, our life is not just a, a, a we're just, we're, in other words, people that just show, you know what they're called, right? Hypocrites. <laughs> they act like that they're something that they're not. But you know what? God, God creates us a, a new heart. Amen. I like this because we've got to get a revelation of this. Because listen, the reason why I'm preaching this, I know it's elementary. I know you guys know this, but there's some that don't. And, uh, and, and the bottom line is you got to, we need to go back to the basics because I think sometimes we get this idea that if we have a weakness or a sin that keeps popping up in our life, that that, you know, that tends to con- control, you know, who we are. We start thinking that we're that. In other words, we, we start thinking, you know, we have a disease that we're dealing with and we're the person with a disease or we ha- we're the person with a problem. No, no. If you're in Christ, you're set free in Jesus name. You've got to start thinking differently. You've you got to start speaking differently. And when you think right, you will act right. When you start thinking about who you really are in Christ, not who you are in the crisis of life. You will move forward in God. And, and the enemy's playing games with some of us because some of us are saved and we may slip and we may fall into sin. You know, we, we don't move forward in sin willfully. We slip and we fall. You don't plan to sin this weekend, right? Hopefully you're not. We slip and we fall into sin. We, you know, we, we stumble. But the Bible says a righteous man may fall seven times. But he will rise back up. So even though we may fall, we don't want to stay in the pig pen. Amen. Amen. We want to get out of that pig pen. We want to take a shower with the word of God. Amen. We want to get back into that place where we're walking in God. I like 2 Corinthians 5.17. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Amen. So, so, so you are a new creation in Christ. Old things are passed away and all things become new. What does that mean? That means all your past sins are passed away. In other words, you, listen, your spirit is complete in God. Your spirit is complete in Jesus. Your spirit is perfect in God. Your spirit does not have a sin nature attached to it. In other words, when you get Christ, you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. 
And just because you mess up or because you miss the mark or because you sin does not mean that the right standing that you're walking in is taken away. You still have right standing because of the blood of Jesus. You got to get a revelation on that. You can't get born again over and over again. Amen. Amen. You get born again once, but you can repent over and over again. And you can walk in the light of God's word over and over again. And you can move into, you know, you can't, you cannot be any more righteous today than you will be 10 years down the road. You're, you're in right standing with God because of the blood of Jesus. You, you can't grow anymore in righteousness. But you can grow more in your in holiness. You can be more dedicated to God. You can grow more in holiness, but you can't grow in righteousness. Righteousness is imputed uh, to you by the blood of Jesus. Amen. I like that. In in 2 Corinthians 521, it says, for he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Amen. So so we are, you know, when you get saved, you you get the gift of righteousness and you get no condemnation. Amen. In Romans, it says here, therefore, there is now Romans eight, one and two. Therefore, therefore, now no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus who do not walk according to flesh, but according to the spirit for the law, of the spirit and life in Christ Jesus has made you free from the law of sin and death. So, so here, the Apostle Paul's saying, and you know, he just went through, you know, in chapter six of Romans and seven, six, he was saying, I do things I don't want to do. And he was struggling with some sin in his life. Amen. Has anybody ever struggled with sin in your life? Yes. <laughs> Good, I got it. Amen. And uh, he was struggling, but he finally came to the revelation that, that there is no condemnation For those that are in Christ Jesus. Are you listening to what I'm saying? No condemnation. Because because it's the blood of Jesus that washes away our sins. Glory to God. And so so there's no condemnation in Christ. I remember I missed God one time. And and I I was really just in remorse about this particular sin years ago. Almost three weeks ago. No, I'm kidding. But, um, and I was... Uh, just really upset that I missed the mark and, you know, and I was like really beat myself up. Anybody ever beat, anybody ever beat yourself up over something? You got to stop beating yourself up. Amen. Amen. That's called penance. You know, you, you, you beat yourself. You know, that's what they used to teach. And, you know, some, some religious circles, you know, you have to beat the sin out of you. Amen. No, listen, you just got to believe what Jesus did Work for you. Amen. And so and so I was beating myself up. But but the Lord brought me to Romans eight and had me read that over and over again and to give me the revelation that there is no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. As long as you have a heart to walk after God and to serve God and you don't have a heart to want to sin and go against God. I'm telling you, the blood of Jesus is working. As long as you've got a heart, we may mess up, but fess up, glory to God, and allow God to bring you back. Amen? Amen. I like this in Ezekiel 36, 26. This is, um, you know, uh, 
the Lord speaking through the prophet Ezekiel. He says, I'll give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I'll take away the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. I love that. So this is this is this is what God did. He, he, he gave us a brand new heart. You know, some preachers will preach. Well, you know, there's a scripture, I think, in the Old Testament that says, who, you know, the heart is wicked above all things. You guys I may not be quoting right. And, and, and it says the, the, the heart is wicked and who, who can know your heart? But listen, you've got a new heart. Your heart is not wicked. But how come I have a desire to do some wicked things? Well, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about why do I have a desire to still go out and do some things that aren't right, Pastor? Why? Well, we'll talk about that. Amen. And, and but but there is going to be there there is going to be a draw to go back and do wrong things. And when you get saved, sometimes you find some Christians that go out and do worse things and, b- before they got saved. And why is that? Because now the devil's on your back. The devil wants you to draw you back into those things. And now that he's launching an attack on you, trying to get you to go back into the world. Has the devil ever tried to get you to go back into the world? Trying to try to go back. I remember one time, I think I told you this story. I was I was trying to walk back with God. I came out of a backslidden state, but I just felt like, man, I just need to go to a club. You know, I was, you know, I just needed to go to a club and and I went to that club, I almost got in a fight, I almost got beat up. And I went back in my car and said, I'm never going back to a club again. <laughs> I ain't going to ever go back to that bar again. And, you know, I normally I make a lot of friends wherever I'm at. I'm always making friends. And I almost got beat up. And it was like the Holy Spirit said, get back to home and read your Bible, you know. <laughs> He didn't say it that way, but get back home, get your heart, get your life right. Don't be in, in the devil's territory. Amen. We don't want to put ourselves in the devil's ter- territory. We don't. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? We don't want to put ourselves in a place where it can be compromising. Amen. Because, you know, the devil, you know, not only will he t- try to get you to do something compromising, he say, Shh, nobody will know. And when you do it, he say, look, everybody look at this person. And he will, he will try to tell you that nobody will know. And then he will try to reveal to everybody that you're walking in uh, a wrong place. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? The Bible says your sin will sure to, to find you out. Uh, you know, you, 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 you can't just keep covering things that are wrong. It will finally come to the surface. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? And we want to make sure that we're walking right before God. Amen. Amen. I love that. So uh, uh, we need to learn to walk in, 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 in the spirit, walk in, in who we are in Christ. And how are we going to do that? Romans 12, 1 and 2 says this way. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So I love this. And you guys heard this before. This is Paul. He's saying, he's saying, present your bodies as a living and holy sacrifice. How do you do that? Well, you put your body in front of the Bible. You, you, you get your body to church. You get in an atmosphere where the word 
word of God is being ministered. You get into an atmosphere where worship is going forth. You get you present your bodies as a living sacrifice. You got to do something with your body. Then you have to do something with mind. You got to renew that mind. And when you get saved, you know, your spirit is brand new, but you still have an old mind. You, your mind is not saved. It's in a process of getting saved. It's in, a, it's in a renewal process. And so if you get saved, but you don't go to church and you don't read your Bible, you're going to look like the world and you're not fellowshipping with God or other Christians. You're going to look just like the world. You may have salvation, but you're going to talk like the world, act like the world. And, and those people are called carnal Christians or baby Christians. You know, there, there, there's, there's spiritual growth in our walk with God. And we can go from baby state to adolescent state to adulthood. And so, so some of us are still babies. Some of us are babies in some areas of our walk. And we got to grow up. Oh, pastor, did you go there? We got we to gotta grow up in some areas. We, we need to grow up and, and, and not get so angry and upset, you know, when every little thing doesn't work out the way we want them to work out. Love is patient and love is kind. He crowns me with love and kindness and tender mercies. Psalms 103. You are crowned with love and kindness and you are crowned with tender mercies. Say that I'm crowned with love and kindness and tender mercies. Amen. You are merciful people. Glory to God. We're crowned with love and kindness and tender mercies. Amen. And so we got to we got to do something with our mind. We have to you know, one of the best things you can do is to in studying the Bible is study the letters written to the church, the epistles. These are letters and these letters will tell you who you are in Christ. The book of Ephesians is one of the greatest books that Paul wrote. And it's a letter to the, to the church of Ephesus as well as to us. And you need to start studying, you know, who you are in Christ. And you need to realize this, that you are seated in heavenly places. Even though you may feel like you got demonic warfare all around you, you are seated in heavenly places. You are kings and priests to the most high God. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? And the Bible says that we're supposed to reign like kings on this earth. So nothing should be dominating us. We shouldn't be dominated by bad temper. We should not be dominated by whatever, you know, whatever your weakness may be. We're not called to be, we're called to dominate. We're called to have dominion in our in, in our vocation and, and dominion in our household. And we take authority over these things that try to come against us. We're kings. Amen. We have the power of God resonating on the inside of us. Do you know who you are? You need to start acting like you're king's kids. Amen. And you're the king, but you are a king yourself. Glory to God. So we see this, that you have to uh, that you have to do something with your body and do something with your mind. I, I like this in Galatians 524 and in Galatians, it was, uh, Paul was talking about the fruit of the spirit and walking in the flesh. And he said, those 
who are in Christ have crucified the flesh with his passions and desires. So what do you have to do with, with, with your body? You've got to crucify those passions. The Bible says run from youthful lust. The Bible doesn't tell you to run from anything except lust. Amen. We don't we don't want to engage it. We want to pull Joseph when Potiphar's wife was coming on to him. And, you know, he was a single man. And I'm sure she was she may she may not have been bad looking. And she was the lady of the house. And he was running out and she wanted to lay with with uh, with Joseph. And what did Joseph do? He ran. You know, and some of you might need to take up some running. Some of you might need to start running, running off. You might have some teenagers. They might need to run it off. Get a treadmill. We were uh, yesterday when I was I was driving the store. There was this treadmill that was (laughs) got to run it off, man. And uh, there was this treadmill that was sitting outside the house. And and I'm, I'm I'm like an opportunist. I'm always seeing something, you know, treadmill, uh, offer up. Does that connect? Okay, but anyway, and I'm, I'm an opportunist. And I'm thinking, there's a treadmill out there. And Yin was just saying, we need to get a, a treadmill. Well, we sold our treadmill to, to somebody in a church a couple years back. But, you, but Yin was saying, I want to I start, you know, you know, losing some weight. And, and I wasn't going to fight her on that suggestion. So, um, uh, so I, I saw the treadmill. I thought, Yin, she wants to lose weight. And so I went to the store. And I said, if, if it's meant to be, uh, when I come back from the store, that thing that that, that you know, because, you know, normally you see, I better get it now. I said, no, if it's meant to be, you know, somebody else gets it, they get it. Right. And so I came back and it was still sitting there. I said, well, it must be must be meant to be mine. It was still sitting out there. So I went over to the house. I said, again, I found a treadmill. It pro-, she said, knock on the door and find out if it works. I said, really? He said, knock on the door and find out if it works. I said, all right, I'll knock on the door. So I knock on the door, you know, and, uh, and the lady says, hey, it works. I said, it works? And she looked slim and trim. I said, my wife is trying to get there too, you know, and, um, and she is, she's pretty slim. And uh, is she in the audience? She is in the audience today. But <laughs> I'm in trouble. But anyway. I just just wear those tight things, you know, that that puts it all together, puts it all together. You know what I'm talking about. But anyway, we won't go there. Who needs the treadmill? Just. But anyway, what am I talking about here? Body suits, body suits. I think then ladies used to wear corsets back in the 1700s. Do they still have corsets? Do you know what that is? That's to make you look really. Okay, you know, so they suck it in, amen, corset, you know, they, all right, we'll keep going. So, uh, but anyway, I can't believe it, the treadmill was there, and I knock on the door, she said, it works, and then she saw me, and she called her husband, help this guy, this guy won't be able to get this, we were going to try, this thing is a beast, it was a beast, it was, and I said, Yen, come on, help out, because she, you know, Yen came over to try to help me put it in the car, she, Yen said, I don't think we can move this thing. And that guy came out, and actually we rolled it over to my house. So we were only three houses down. He said, I'll help. And, she, and he helped me get it in the house. And you know what? By the end of the night, everybody was on that treadmill. My, my kids were on it. They were having fun, making it like a slide in the house. I'm telling you, it was the best thing. It was like Christmas. I'm telling you, a treadmill. And it was working. And I was just thinking, when is Yen going to get on there? No, I won't go there. 
but the kids are having, did you get on there? Yes, she did. Okay. What am I talking about? I don't know. It just seems like a fun story. Let's continue. What am I saying? Sometimes what I'm saying is sometimes we can be, you know, walking in Christ, but not realizing that we are in Christ and we're on this treadmill of life and we keep going in the same places over and over again because we don't realize who we are in Christ. We think we are whatever our problem is. And sometimes we focus more on the problems of life, what we're encountering, our weakness, instead of focus on who we are in Christ. Listen, you may be dealing with a sickness today, but you know what? Jesus, by, the Bible says by Jesus stripes you are healed. And so you've got to get your mind changed to, yes, you may, I'm not saying not deny the fact that, you, that you're dealing with a disease, but, but I'm saying override that with calling who you are in Christ out loud. You are not your weakness. You are not your, your you know, you're not that, that sin that keeps popping up. No, you are a new creation in Christ Jesus. You just need to keep your body under. Paul, said, I, Paul says, I buffet my body. I buffet my body. Yes. Buffet. How many people like buffets? We buffet our bodies. What, we, 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 how do you do that? How do you buffet your body? Well, you don't let your body just do whatever it wants to do. You don't allow your body to control you. You don't, you know, sometimes you can just say no every once in a while. Every once in a while, I have to say no to Starbucks. It's like cutting off my right arm. Every once in a while, you might need to say, anybody know what I'm talking about? Sometimes you just got to say no. And the more you say no, then your body, okay, I guess you're in charge. But don't, your body makes a, a, a wonderful servant, but a terrible master. And we got we to gotta, we gotta crucify those things. Romans 13 says this, uh, 12 and 14, it says, The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Therefore, let us cast off the works of darkness. Let us put on the armor of light. You have to put on the armor of light. Let us walk properly as in the day, not in reverie or drunkenness, not in lewdness or lust, not in strife or envy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh. You got to put on Christ. You got to put on a heart of mercy. You got to put on love. What does that mean, Pastor? That means you just got to act like you're a loving person, even though you might be a hateful person at times. In other words, just start act loving. Start acting that you're, yes, you may feel weak in, in your body, but don't say I'm tired. Say, no, I, 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 the Bible says let the weak say they're strong. I'm strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in me and it's quickening, making alive my mortal body by his spirit that dwells in me. And we need to start confessing things boldly. We don't need to succumb to our weaknesses. We don't need to bow down to those things. No, we start confessing the promises of God's word until it becomes a reality in our lives. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? And sometimes if there's a pain in your foot, don't, don't say, oh, I got a pain. No, no, you speak to the pain. You command it to go in Jesus' name. You don't allow that pain to control you. 
Jesus bore your sicknesses and carried your pains. We need, we need to get serious about walking in Christ. And get a revelation that we're new creations. Old things are passed away. All things have become new. Uh, there's an old song I used, uh, we used to sing years ago. And it goes, it goes like this. I'm a new creation. Old things are passed away and all things are new. I think it goes like this. I'm a new creation. I'm a brand new man. Old things are passed away. I've been born again. More than a conqueror. That's who I am. I'm a new creation. I'm a brand new man. We need to walk around. I'm a new creation. I'm a brand new man. Come on, you love it. <laughs> Old things are past. Anybody remember that song? I've been bo- No? Maybe we need to get those oldies back out. Amen. Amen. I got, I got another one that we used to sing. It goes like this. I'm a conqueror, victorious. I'm reigning with Jesus. I'm seated in heavenly places with him, with him. For the kingdom of God is within me. I know no defeat, only victory. For the kingdom of God is within me. I know no defeat, only strength and power. <laughs> Come on. We need, a, we need to identify. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Get him off the stage. Get him off the stage. Where's the hook? <laughs> Amen. And what what am I saying? We need to identify with who we are in Christ. We need to start agreeing with God. See, that's what we're doing. When we start saying, you know, uh, you know, like this, this thing right here that we have out on the table, it says who I am in Christ. I confess these things. Try to do this on a daily basis. Why? Because I want to get a revelation of who I am in Christ. You know, I, I confess that I'm forgiven of all my sins and I'm a new creation in Christ and I'm the temple of the Holy Spirit and I'm delivered from the powers of darkness and translated to God's kingdom and I'm redeemed. The Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? And when you start confessing, I'm set free, I'm strong in the Lord, I'm dead to sin, I'm more than a conqueror, glory to God. And, and, and these are all scriptural based Phrases as we start confessing who we are in Christ. I remember hearing a story of this lady that was saved. She, she was spirit filled and she just came to the preacher and said, I just don't know. I, I just don't feel saved. You know, you don't go by a feeling. You go by faith. You may not. I, I may not feel like preaching, but I come out here by faith. Oh, you hear what I'm saying? You go by faith. And a lot of times our feelings are controlling us. But as you start start confessing who you are, thinking about who you are, then the reality of it will, will come into being in our life. And pretty soon we'll be exactly what God called us to be. You know, the Bible says when we see Jesus, we will be just like him. The Bible says as, as we are, so as he is in heaven, so are we down here on earth. What is that saying? This, that's saying that our spirit, it's the same DNA as Jesus's spirit. We're new creations in Christ. We, our sins are washed away. We, we, our spirits are made perfect in God. 
It's just that you got to get your mind renewed. you got to get in front of the word. You have to start speaking who you are in Christ. Get a revelation of that. And I'm telling you, when you start doing that, you're going to start moving forward in the kingdom of God. And I'm telling you, no devil in hell will be able to talk you out of who you are in Christ. No matter how much pressure comes your way, I'm telling you, when the pressure comes, the word of God will come out of your mouth like a two-edged sword. Amen. Jesus, when he was down here, he, he would he would tell people, you know, his mission. He would say where he, he came from. He said, I came from heaven. He would say where, you know, who he was. You know, he is the, the door. He's the way. He's the truth. He's like, he kept speaking who he was. You know, he, he realized who he was in God and he spoke it out. And then he said where he was going. I'm going to the cross and I'm going to be raised from the dead. Three days later, he kept confessing it. You start confessing the promises of God and you're going to come out of some of these dark areas that's been trying to come against you and you keep confessing it pretty soon you'll be walking in it do you believe that today you're coming out of it you're coming out of that negative situation you're coming out of those negative issues you're coming out of it and you're walking in a greater revelation of who you are in Christ I want to I want to encourage you to take these scriptures And start confessing them because the devil is attacking our identity. And he's trying to make you think you can't win. But I'm going to say this. You already won. You won when you received Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You're not just a conqueror. You're more than a conqueror. Jesus is the conqueror because he conquered death, hell, and the grave. But we're more than conquerors because we didn't have to go through that fight. All we had to do was receive Christ. That makes us more than conquerors. Are you listening? Jesus fought the battle. You're you're not fighting a battle. You're not fighting against Satan. That battle has been already won 2,000 years ago. you're You're just standing your ground and you have your foot already on the devil's neck. He has no power over you. Sickness has no power over you. Uh, Weaknesses have no power over you. There is no condemnation. And the law of life in Christ Jesus has, has made you free from the law of sin. You're free in Jesus' name. You got the power of God on the inside. You believe that today? Did you receive it today? Praise God. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, I just thank you for your mercies and for your goodness and for your love. I thank you for every person here, perhaps those that are watching online. And Father God, I just thank you, Lord, Father, that they just need to make a faith commitment to you. And as it says in Romans 10, 9 and 10, if we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that Jesus died on the cross and was raised from the dead, we shall be saved. So if you've never made that confession of faith and you're ready to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, confess this after me and me in your heart. Say, dear God, I believe Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. Jesus, I believe you were raised from the dead for my justification. Jesus, I receive you today as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.